The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. for list making here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. Happy Labor Day, which is the day we are recording today. Uh, my name is Dan Torres. With me, as always, my good friend, my co-host, the creator of this show, um, along with our buddy Prince today, which I'm very excited to see him, <laughs> Mr. Matt Johnson. Hello. Hello. Happy, uh, I know, this is the earliest we've recorded in a very long time. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Which is really nice. I think 4th of July was the last time we recorded this early, or, I or something around there. Right around the, yeah, I think we did, what, yeah, what, yeah, would have been a Monday. Um, I think we had a long weekend. Yeah. It was I, a long weekend. We, so. uh, we had a lot of, uh, it, we've had a lot of like good night episodes, but I do like a good morning time recording. It, it is nice. I, I, I love obviously getting any chance I get to, you know, get together and record, but it is nice to kind of just, okay, it's Monday. We're off. Let's go in early. Let's get it taken care of mm-hmm. and just be done. It, it, and, you know, not like get it over with, like, okay, let's just, uh, we have to do this, but. You know, just kind of get in. It's a nice way to kind of start the day. So yeah, it was. You know, I'm thinking about it. I did, I did a um, a mid year review of fights the one time. Oh, yeah? on, on my show, and I remember I came in at like I must have come in at like nine o'clock in the morning or something, and I was just sitting here by myself, just going through a bunch of fights, and almost like I always feel like I'm Alex Jonesing it when I <laughs> when I'm just talking solo into the microphone. But I remember being one of my favorite that being one of my favorite episodes I ever recorded because I really yeah. learned how to fill the space myself within it. Too. Yes, yeah. We've talked about it on here before, but single yeah, single recording is tough, but also too, being here in the morning, you know, it's a different kind of energy because when you record at night, sometimes you've been through a lot, right? You've been up. Yep. Usually we've been to work and we've had, you know, and that's a whole just, just, uh, just social overload right there, you know, going home, all this and that. And then you're starting to cool off your, you know, cool down your night and you go and record. Mm-hmm. So you come in bright and early, you know, you usually woke up, you ate breakfast, not a whole lot has happened in the morning recordings and you just kind of get to, you know, get to it. So, yeah, which awesome. is always cool. I love it, and yeah. it'll start the day on a great note too. Absolutely, which is excellent. We had, which we have a great list today. Um, before you bring it in, I did want to bring up. Um, yes. we have a little bit of a correction. I missed one name last week, and I'm very, very uh, sorry about this. Um, I was looking over and it, my notes, and I I passed the episode multiple times, and I'm really like I really thought I had his name in there. 
Uh, but Vince Meese was our 33rd guest yes. um, on this show. We did a, uh, a regrettable purchase list, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we did that very, very early on. Um, I wanted to give him his credit because uh, I mean this dude was the best man at my wedding. We're not as we're not as tight as we used to be, you know. Just just our lives just kind of grew apart. So I, I I don't want it, you know. If he's listening to this, I don't want him to take it personally, um, and I apologize. But I want at least to get you know your own name said on, yeah. on this episode. So shout out Vince. Vince is a good dude, man. He is. He is. He's working hard. I'm very very proud of him for all his uh, you know all his wrestling wrestling endeavors right now. Yeah. He's uh, he's. He's busier than he's ever been. Me too. He's he's a good person to have in the industry because he's genuinely like good to fans and yes, like he's very he's, good. He's good locker room energy, which everybody needs. That hundred percent. Um. So I had mentioned before, it is Labor Day week. Yes. And in New York, that's synonymous with the return of school and back to school season. Uh. So I was thinking of certain things that we could do school wise. As far as lists, and you actually uh, no, did I suggest this to you? You might have. You brought it up. Back. You brought I, up the school yeah. part, and I was like, classes. And yeah, you mentioned school lunches. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, too. I was thinking classes or lunches. Lunches we may come back to at some point. I'm fine with that. However. I thought it would be really fun this week to do our top 10 favorite classes yes. that we've ever had in high school, elementary school, life, which, whichever, wherever. We talked about teachers on here before. We have. I hated my list for that one. Mm. I personally, so this one, this way I get to kind of expand it. I don't remember all my teachers' names on this list that are, that are part of the, you know, that taught me these classes. But, um, but yeah, this is kind of a good way to kind of do that. And I think it fits, right, it fits in perfectly with the timeline and and I, even if you hated school, I feel like the first couple days back to school were the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I personally really, really enjoyed going back to school. You see all, a lot of your friends that you haven't seen, you know, all summer long. You've got new outfits, right? You got all dressed up school shopping. Yep. You come in, the school smells clean. Like, there's a certain clean smell to school mm-hmm. when you come in. Uh, just, yeah, that first day of school smell is always different. So, and then everybody stinks it up. Yeah, exactly. And then the classes are the best because you're easing yourself into it, right? Yep. The first two days are usually not very lesson heavy. It's a lot of ice breaking, like, hey, this is, who, this is who I am. This is my name. Introduce yourself to the teacher. What are the requirements? I love the easing in process mm-hmm. of the first week back to school. So. Um, and a lot of, you know, yeah, your grades are the best at that point too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you start, you start fresh. You're like, this will be my year. This and you slowly see the claw marks go from your hundred average down <laughs> as the year goes on. Um, but without further ado, let's make a list. Uh, our top 10 favorite classes we've ever had in school. Matt, lead us off, sir. All right, my number 10 favorite class that I ever had in school, and uh, I will say that I do have a couple of my college classes in here. Me too. Um, okay, good. Uh, my, my two attempts at college life. But my number 10 is one that I only attended five times, and that is because the teacher said you show up on the first day of for first day of the semester, or or for yeah, first day of the semester or marking period, ten week marking periods, right? Come collect your work, come sit in on the last day and turn in your work, 
and you're good to go. Oh this God. is math seminar my senior year. Seminar classes they they basically set up so they so seniors have an easy time. Like it's really hard to mess up a seminar class. Yeah. Very difficult. Um this was also though my favorite kind of math because we were actually doing stuff that applied to the real world. Yeah. So this is uh, so hear me out. So obviously, you know, Pythagorean theorem, all that stuff was, you know, is important. You got to learn that. It, I guess well, Pythagorean theorem, I, I don't know, but there's a lot of very, you know, geometry, all sorts of crazy um styles of math. This one was okay, how to balance a checkbook. How to like applying it to real life situations, which is like where's this been over all this time? Yeah. 13 years in public education, and this is, you finally give this to me now when, when, I, when I'm slowly not caring. But it was great. Here, here's a packet. Make sure it's done. Turn it in last day of the marking period. Good to go. 99s all year. That's fantastic. Highest grades I've ever got in math. It was stupid easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds stupid easy, but that's such a good, if you're actually taking something out of it, too, that it's not a total waste of time, especially Correct. in your senior year. I know. Like it, was, oh, it was so nice because I was wrestling, and we used to like to, um, you know, just chill out before wrestling practice. So this was a 12th period class. Basically, I was done in 11th period, and i just go hang out in my wrestling coach's room, and we'd go. Mm. We'd go and... Um, and, and and yeah, that was my that was my like extra study hall or just lounging around period. It was great. It was great. Oh, I so that. I don't remember the teacher's name. She was awesome, very, very friendly. And um yeah, just that was forward thinking. It not usually the best way to teach, but <laughs> not the best I, I well for not some people. For some yeah. people, but I loved it. I thought it was a great way to close off math my senior year. Because that was my least favorite of all classes throughout all my time in school. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, Thank that's you. that's a really good math one to put on there. Yeah, oh, very proud of it. Yeah, I, oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, my number ten. Uh, I'm not partial to like any English or writing classes. Were always my weak point in school. Um, it's not because I I used to love to read. I absolutely I need to get back into doing it more. I used to read all the time. Uh, but the writing aspect of it was always super hard for me. Writing has never clicked. I can remember, like, being across the hall in fifth grade and, like, just not even being able to do my journals. Right. Like, I, I couldn't, like, free write. I still can't. It's still very, very hard for me to do that. Um, but uh, senior year, I did creative writing with Mr. Wissick, who... Uh, I had for English the year before, and I really liked her. Um, She's very sweet, very, like, personable with students, um, really, like, takes time to get to know you in certain ways. Right. Like, I remember she, I'm pretty sure she saw one of uh, the shows I did in high school, like, in, like, at NT, and then after that, she would always make sure to like mention, like, some like ask how things were going as far as that. Cause she knew I did it on the side too. Yeah. Um, so that was always really nice of her. But creative writing was really cool because she really, um, she really had a broad scale for a lot of different things. So the assignments always changed it up, and I liked doing that. 
because it didn't keep me on the same thing. So even like I'm not going to lie to you. There are some assignments that I just did not turn in. Because writing was like, you'll notice on, if you go through my report cards, (laughs) writing is the worst, like English and writing are the worst because like I sometimes just didn't turn anything in. Right. Because I I could not, like my brain just did not work that way. It's something I have to look into too. Um, But the creative writing aspect of it where I could change it up and like kind of... uh, you know, not be on a linear path as far as what I'm writing week to week. Yes. Like Kevin and I did, uh, Kevin produced a song that I did for it because, uh, like you could do stuff like that, which was cool. So, um, out of all the writing classes I've ever taken, that one threw me a curveball and really made it actually fun. That sounds great, actually. Yeah, I I would definitely like do more classes like that if they were offered, just to try and get like stronger. Yeah, I, I, not to cut you off, um, but th- I feel like that's the problem with teaching now is that we don't have enough creative stuff. It's yeah. like, hey. You're writing this paper, and it's about a topic you do not give a shit about, right? Yep. It's something that you're, like, it, and you dread it. But if you get to write a topic or, or write an essay, write uh, you know, a, a long-form paper about something that you care about that's in the context of you know, a, 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 you know something, like that is how you teach. Mm-hmm. I remember I was so jealous. I was having this. I had this boring English like writing class in college, my first year, and I had a friend Xavier who was talking about. He's like, "Yeah, we got to write about something," and he wrote a paper on. He's a Green Bay Packers fan. He wrote a paper on the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, what? The, that's what you want to do? Because I mean, honestly, um, you know, when you get into journalism, eventually you try and find a job in something that you like or you find interest in, right? You know, I know I. I, I the little bit of writing I did publicly was talking about football. Yeah. And that was cool. That's what you do. And it's such a, I don't know why, I don't understand why they don't do that more often. Yeah. Like all my history essays were always great. Yes. Because yes. I enjoyed writing about that or doing that. If somebody had said, this is like a total high school thing for me, if somebody said, like, um, do a topic about your favorite art. I could have wrote like a 16 page thesis on Eminem. Yes. Like about like why the persona should be separate from like his music, like really breaking down. I could have done tons of stuff like that when, you know, I get into sophomore year of high school and they go, uh, you know, week to week, do all these questions about, uh, of mice and men, which by that point I had read three times I I don't care. I'm not motivated to do the assignment Correct. at all. Why do I? Why am I going to re go over this topic? That's why. That's why I uh, got C's on it. Yeah, because I'm putting the bare minimum in, yeah. answering half the questions. You're not motivated that because I'm not motivated. We read that in sixth grade. Here we read of mice and men. Yeah, the, we read it again in tenth grade. We're past this. Like, come on, give me more. That's kind of why I'm like, this is going way uh, too this long is, for no, number 10. No, not but, at all. This is actually, I think, very good conversation. But um, Mr. Wissick, I I really liked in English, too, I remember, because the books she gave us were different. Like, we did Macbeth that year. We did uh, Great Gatsby that year. We did, 
oh man, what is the, we read this really great book at the beginning of the year that I can't remember the name of right now. Don Cheadle's in the movie for it because we watched it too. Um, but yeah, she, she, she always had like all these different books. Yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this one before. Never read this. Right. Never did that. And that's when I started. That's when the C's were consistent, but I was actually trying to keep up with the material where I was like, okay, you, you know, I'm still not getting the grades I want, but I'm actually interested in doing this. And, yeah. you know, they're, do, they're doing Macbeth, too, so they're doing something theaterish where I'm like, thank God. Anytime yes, they did that something I English, can appreciate. Yeah. I was always like, okay. But, of course, they always gave... I always gave the big parts to people that wouldn't pay attention in class so that they would actually have, have to, pay to pay attention. attention yeah. that, that was a strat that they did. <laughs> so because I paid attention all the time, I got, like, one line in it. I was like, cool, oh. great, love that. Oh, yeah. Pay, yeah. <laughs> Paying attention surely pays off. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, but- uh, yeah, but that's my long-winded number 10. Creative writing was that's, one of my favorite classes. That's, see, that, I, I'm glad it went long-winded, though, because honestly, like, obviously this must be personal stuff, but I also, like... Explaining and have and explaining our own opinions on on certain things. Yeah, that's part of the reason why, like the U.S. history uh, presidential list that I, me and Brian did. That's why I loved it so it much because awesome. we can expand on it. We can expand on our thoughts on certain things, and it actually becomes a conversation. And, and people are like, oh wow, that's an interesting point. Yeah. So never be never be ashamed to, no, to expand. I never am. And you yeah. know what? I now that I'm saying all this out loud, I think I'm gonna find Mr. Wissick's address and write her a letter. Yeah. I, th- I think that would be. I think that's something I want to do That'd just be to be cool. like, hey, this topic has always sucked in my life. And I just realized recently that you made this interesting. So thank you for that. Because it's... sometimes people just like that acknowledgement can mean the world. I know it has to me and on certain occasions when people have reached out about certain things. So, yeah, yeah I think oh, it do does. That. It goes a long way. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Our number nine. Matt. All right. So number nine, I'm going to go with. Um... Oh, boy. I'm going to go with uh, Spanish class in the 12th grade. All Ooh, right. Nice. Um, Spanish class, like, I, I had originally wanted to take French, and I got, like, kind of pushed into Spanish. But I didn't necessarily hate it. But what made Spanish class in the 12th grade so special was my head wrestling coach, Israel Martinez, was my teacher. This is something I'd always wanted to to do, something mm-hmm. I always want, a point I always wanted to get to, um, is... You know, to have him because I, I I adored him in high school. I still like look up to him. I think he's a very smart man. Um, but he actually just retired last summer. So, but it was just really neat to have your wrestling coach who you've only known as your wrestling coach be your teacher. You see him in a different light. Yeah. And what was also best is that we had him for they called it double zero period, which was early start in the morning like six in the morning or something like that yeah bright and early um but i didn't hate there was only four people in our class oh it was wonderful that could definitely be way worse (laughs) it was it could have been and he just he was always just a ball of energy and we used to converse and just have fun i i like smaller classes better because i feel like there's also an opportunity for more one-on-one time like a little bit more personalized like i used to dread seeing in movies see all right yeah. Oh, okay. Um, like, are these college classes where there's like a hundred, like fifty something kids in those like classes, or more than that? I'm like, how does anybody learn like this? How do you, how do you get that one on one time? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, um, so I'm gonna give a shout out to that. It was a really fun way. It um, Spanish was challenging, 
Uh, but it was a really nice way to, uh, you know, kind of coast out the senior year. So two 12th grade classes. Took eight years of Spanish. And, like, I still have, I retain some of it. Yeah. But, like, man, I do not know as much as I should. It's so, we took it from fourth grade on here. Ah, okay. So we took Spanish from fourth to eighth grade. And in high school, I did it in ninth grade. And then in 10th. And when I did it in 10th is when Google Translate became a thing. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, but, like, it wasn't, though, because then I got lazy and I wasn't learning anything. Oh, fair. And you know what, though? Too, it, it didn't, it wasn't. The best for for writing. No, my my teacher could tell. She goes, I will tell if you like I can tell if you use this. And I remember we all like failed a project one time because we we like everybody used Google Translate and it came out (laughs) super. I need to re download Babel or something like that so I can start learning again. Yeah. It's yeah, it was you thought here we thought we had it in. These kids nowadays though, they get access to all oh, it works. Ridiculous. They get access to so much good stuff these so th- days. So that's my number nine. What you got for number Very nine? Very nice. Uh my number nine I'm gonna go with so I'm only putting this here because I've talked about it before, but I'm going to go with my biology class my freshman year. Uh, this was the one I had Mr. Breed for, who was an awesome teacher. Um, participation was a big thing for him. So you raised your hand uh, and answered questions from the homework. He would give you a raffle ticket. You write your name on the back of the ticket. End of the quarter every year, he like raffled off a bunch of prizes. That's the cool. more participation you gave, the more chances you had to... Uh, to win prizes and stuff. But biology I was actually genuinely interested in. I'm not super science-y. I love nature. I love different things, um, earth-related and learning. You know, I, I always like the science fair aspect of it, too, because you got to create your own thing. Um, but biology I learned a lot from my yeah. freshman year. I actually felt like I got something out of the classes um, he made the lessons really, really interesting. All the slideshow presentations always had something really funny or goofy in it. That, that always helps. Yeah, that keeps attention. Um, he was talking about the digestive system the one time for biology, and he uh, he he included pictures of like his dog eating, and then like taking him for a walk, and like a, then a picture of him like starting to take oh, a shit no. real quick, <laughs> and he's like he's like. He's like, here's him practicing the process real quick. He's a little camera shot. We're all laughing in the class or whatever. <laughs> um, but even after that, too, I would, um, through the rest of high school, if I was in the science wing, a lot of time I'd walk by Mr. Breed. He'd be going uh, to somewhere else. And I always say hi to him. And he said, hey, Dan, back. Always. Always. He did, so we always remembered each other. He made that class really fun and really enjoyable. All the science teachers were super goofy, but I loved it. Like, all of them were, like, buddies with each other yeah. and would, like, just do goofy stuff, like, throughout the whole year. It was it was a great thing. to. I think he, Mr. Breed even ran, like, a magic club at the end oh, of the really? year. Oh, really? Just, like, That's really cool. really cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, biology, my freshman year, is my number nine on my favorite classes. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Do I have any science-y I guess I have a couple science-y ones on I here. I think that's my only science one on here. A couple of um, histories, but... We'll yeah, I do, we'll I do to too. I do, too. Um, Very nice. Um, number eight, eight for our list. Uh, number eight, I'm going to... This is getting tougher, actually. Yeah. Um, I think this is my last tough placement, though. All right, number eight, I'm going to go to home and careers uh, from seventh and eighth grade. Mrs. Campbell was the teacher. I didn't really care for her personally. Um, 
she she embarrassed me one time because I said I wanted to be a pro wrestler when I grew oh, up. Oh, you told this yeah, story this on bitch. my podcast. Um, yeah. Well, she was. I'm sorry. She was. Yeah, she was my seventh, eighth. I guess it was a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade grade, grade class. I guess we had it all throughout middle school. So half of home home and careers was like sewing. It was that stuff, and the other half, or another part of it, was cooking. Oh, nice! They had the kitchen set up, and you'd make stuff. We'd make cookies, and and um, you know, just try different things. It was really fun. I was terrible at it, but I had a good time. Um, I know we did the the baby egg thing where you couldn't let it break. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we actually, I did that with my then girlfriend, then on and off girlfriend in like sixth grade. We did that. <laughs> Um, it was, it was so much fun to, uh, to, to get to do that. There was actually one time we were struggling so bad cause I was with my friends in, in the cooking portion. Sure. And they did not give it crap. Of and course. we were, we were struggling. We were so far behind. I think two of them took the day off. And, uh, so we were struggling behind and, and this, this group of girls who I, this is like after, after the on and on again, off again girlfriend, um, these girls were like, "Hey, we'll help you." I, I was like, "Wow, they're so cute. They want to help us. We want to. We'll help you out. What do you need?" They're like, "Oh, we got to get this done." And uh, they sabotaged our peanut butter cookies. We didn't even know. <laughs> they were fucking so mad. They added salt and all sorts of stuff. And our teacher oh tried them. God. She goes, "Your cookies taste terrible." I'm like, "What?" And we tasted them. They tasted like popcorn. Oh, and the teacher God. had no idea. We didn't realize it. But, yeah, th- what they had done was come around to our station and loaded it up with salt and all sorts of other stuff. So they sabotaged. Kidding? Yeah. These girls, and I was like, wow, they're, it's great. It's so cool. This is this is why I am the way that I am. Oh, my God. I was so mad. But it was a fun class regardless. To be able to cook in school was, was really neat. Um, and, obviously, uh, my culinary skills are very lacking. But home economic or home and careers – um, it comes into my number eight. If I would have had a cooking class, I would be even better than I am now, and it annoys me. You're very good. The, the, yeah. I I've can, never had your cooking, but I've seen your cooking. Yeah. I it, A lot of it, so shout out HelloFresh. I wish I could get them to sponsor. A lot of it is, <laughs> so I get HelloFresh for the meals, but you have to prepare it yourself. Right. So that like just because you have the ingredients doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's good. So I pride myself on that where I'm like okay, my meals turn out really good. I have the motivation when I get home to cook, yeah. which is always something that people like don't have some of the time. Like sometimes you get out of work and you're just like ah, I'm going to order or do whatever. <laughs> but it's an essential skill. Like people need to learn how to cook. Like they need to know how to cook these days. Yes. And uh you know, last year, my the past two years at the uh, the actual school I used to work at, like the elementary school, they offered a cooking club, and it was it was labeled as um, what was it? Not as like academic, but labeled as something else, like just a regular after school club or whatever. Okay, just a like a fun club or like something like that. And I switched that because, like, you get a lesser pay for, like, doing that rather than academic. Academic, you get more money. Interesting. And I did their their timesheets every week, and I switched them to academic. 
because I was like, this is something you're giving these kids a skill yeah. that they especially... It technically is... It's a very important skill, too. And you don't know, like, depending on the area you're teaching in, some of these kids don't have parents cooking for them at home. True. So if you're sending these kids home, teaching them how to eat and teaching them how to, like, cook for themselves, I think that's a pretty freaking valuable skill. I agree. That's not like... You know, playing pinball every week after school, it's it's doing something, like, actually productive with your life. Yes. So, yeah, I, th- I think that should be more pushed. Home and careers, was, you know, again, like I mentioned about math and doing actual life skills, home and careers is, aside from the sewing stuff, which, you know, I was, I guess, it's whatever, mm-hmm. but that was... To me, what school should be about is actual yeah. life preparation instead of some of the other stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I love U.S. history, but I feel like there's better uses of time in school sometimes. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Especially when they teach you the wrong version of history. <laughs> I, I have never, like, I've used cooking a million times. Yes. I've used um, skills from other classes I'll talk about on here so many times, yeah. but not once in my life have I needed negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. That too. I've never needed that. That's impressive. I, that, there that's... Was, we, we did a, we did a, in, I think, ninth grade math, <laughs> there was this song that the teacher played all the time that said that formula over and over again, so now I will you just never... just forever. Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I've never used it once. Never used it once. It's ridiculous. I'd rather have gone through 13 years of uh, life skills that... And I guess it's stuff you're, you know our parents could teach us too, but I just... I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. It, they don't prep you right. No, they don't. Um, but that actually bridges it um, well because my number eight is my Algebra two trig class, which so we just talked about how much math I will never use in my life. <laughs> um, but I actually very much enjoyed math in school. Did you? Like Good. very, very much. My freshman year, I had, I think my overall average in uh, algebra was like a 93 or something like that. And the one semester I was pushing like an like an 89 average, like an 89.90. Okay. And I went up to the teacher and I was like, hey, uh, do you have any extra credit I could do to get my grades up? And she looked at me. She goes, you have a 90 in the class right now. I go, yeah, I want to be, I want to do better. Feed <laughs> so me she, more. She's like, well, if you do your homework corrections, I could probably find a couple of grades. I was like, okay, great. So I cool. like turned in all the corrections that I did. Um, so that so that was easy for me. Geometry was hard. Algebra two trig was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken in my life. And uh, Miss Lynch was the teacher who she was really good. Like she was the most experienced one to teach us for sure. But she talked about how hard the exam was going to be and how like she she got pissed because a lot of my class just wasn't motivated by the end of the year. Ooh, yeah. So I remember she did that thing for a couple of days where she was just like, I'm just not going to go over anything for review that you guys, because like you seem to know everything. So I'm just going to sit at my desk. If you have questions, you can come up to me and like, yeah. And I was like, shit, like she's really mad. And part of it was, 
part of like me not saying anything ever was I didn't necessarily need guidance on. I just needed to get a little better at like certain aspects of, right. of the formulas. Um, I ended up getting like an eighty six on the final exam or That's something really like good. which which was good for that time. Um, but yeah, it pushed me. That's why I liked it because that math was the first one to really like push my boundaries and get me to study. Like I was on a trip. I was seeing Eli actually that year and I had my book the whole time of like the regions prep. Remember they used to give you those like little booklets. Yes. So I, like an older test. Or yeah, something. yeah. And they had like practice questions in it. Yeah. I drilled that so many times. I was drilling those questions, like sitting in cars, doing that, like getting ready for that exam. Uh, and it, it made me get better at math. My next year's math, I defeated me so bad that I can't even like. It was bad. Uh, well, it was bad throughout the year. And then the finals, I got a 64 and a 61 on. Oh, boy. So I, com- I failed um, my exams by a combined total of five points, which is super annoying. Yeah. Super annoying. Um, but honestly, if I went back to school right now, I would go for I would double major in something with data and I would do math with it. Yeah. Because I, I really do much. enjoy the formulas that much and I I like learning certain th- I do number puzzles all the time. All the time. Keeps your brain sharp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's fun ways to present it too. For sure. For sure. I've had some really fun math classes in the yeah. past that I've learned a lot from too. Um but, yeah, my number eight is going to be my Algebra 2 trig. Shout out Miss Lynch. You really, really, really pushed me that year, and I appreciate that. Very good. All right. Number seven. seven. All right. My number seven, I'm going to go to my first college class of, I think I have three on here. Um, I'm going to go with cultural anthropology. This is my second, sorry, this is my second year at uh, Monroe Community College. This is my second attempt at uh, at college and man, this is one of the the, the coolest classes because I I don't I don't recall the definition of anthropology. I should probably Google it while we're up here. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you are because I was thinking about an anthro class I took on the way here, and I was like, what is the actual so. F- from the New Oxford American Dictionary, the study uh, anthropology is the study of human societies and culture yeah. development. Yep, yep, yep. Which yep, was yep. awesome. All right, so basically, it's 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 history, mm-hmm. but you look at and it was really some really cool perspectives. Like I remember, I'll never forget one of our first assignments was um, a a point of view of America from like a not like a maybe like a tribal perspective. Okay, and I was like. Wow, this is crazy. Like, I didn't get it at first. Um, different looks at that. I took this class with my then fiance, and that was the only class we ever took together. So it was cool. This is like one of our times where we meet up and we get together and we sit and um, and finish our courses and um, uh, or, or we, we we take class, we socialize, and it was really neat. We sit next to each other, we bounced ideas off each other. I actually did a really really cool um, uh, paper. She's not like she's not like a grandmother, um, but she's my aunt's. She's my aunt's mom, mm-hmm. basically not bl- not br- blood related aunt, um, but aunt's mom. We call her Nona Elda. She's from Italy. She's hilarious. She has some of the best stories of growing up in Italy and being around Italy. Um, but 
I did a paper on her because she was there when Hitler and Germany were invading everywhere. So I did a paper on her youth growing up in, uh, you know, with Mussolini, Hitler, all that time. Um, And just the cultural, it just, what it was like culturally. It was so cool. They used to, they used to, like, take the tank tires. Mm Mm-hmm. And like cut like cut them up those uh, and they used to turn them into soccer balls. Damn! And they, they like the kids. It's what they would do. They would cut the tires and melt them down and turn them into soccer balls. Wow! And they would damage the tanks. Pinocchio was to them what Mickey is to us. To them, Pinocchio mm. was the face of Disney. Okay, not Mickey Mouse, which is cool. This is all stuff I learned doing a paper. Uh, it, I could see that because of how much of an Italian icon Pinocchio, Pinocchio, would Geppetto, be. Yeah, 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 that yeah. whole area. So, which was cool to learn about. You don't think about those things. No, you really don't. Um, but that's this type of stuff that we learned about in in cultural anthropology. And that I was so happy that I got to do a piece of uh, a, a paper on it. I got a hundred. Um, it was one of the easy, like I was like I was almost disappointed. I'm like that was too easy. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the easiest papers I ever did. Um, but that's the teacher. That was the assignment, and I did it, and I crushed it, and uh, I loved it. So cultural anthropology, I think it's, a, it's an important thing. It gave me a broader worldview of the way, you know, and it's still like I'm still picking up on stuff today. It didn't maybe wasn't as effective back then as it is to me today, but it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, it gave me a new perspective on life. So cultural anthropology. Um, yeah, I took that my second year. I think my, it was my last semester at Monroe Community College. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. I I enjoyed my anthro a lot, too, um, from what I remember. I was, I think, my first year of college I took that. So that was that was a spotty year where I was, like, kind of in it. No, I don't know. When the hell did I take that class? First or second year of college. I okay. Took. But it was, I remember getting a lot out of it. Um. Okay, my number seven. God, this gets so hard here. Um, I'm going to put uh, my U.S. history class junior year on here um, because it was like the first time I really, really got invested in U.S. history uh, or realized how much I like it, I think. Um, I uh, had a great teacher for this, Mr. Hennessy. Shout out, Mr. Hennessy. Um, he would always do on this days at the beginning of class. So he would um, do like a fact about like some historical fact, like on this day and this is this person, uh, blah, 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 blah. And like you raise your hand, get an extra credit point for the day. Uh, you know, just like little things like that that he would do to spice it up. Yeah. But I remember just really being locked in going to U.S. history every day, if that makes any sense at all. Like, it was later in the day, and it always I was always motivated through the day to get to that class yes. because it was one of my favorite ones. So I think it was like eighth or ninth period. I want to say it was eighth. So I always had to keep up my energy. If lunch tired me out, I'm like, nope, pushing through. Got to get to <laughs> Hennessy's class today. Um and yet, like, he he made all these lessons, like, super interesting. The one day he handed out 
um, like a memo from the high school that said like uh, you you have to pay for your lockers now, just so you know, like there's. Uh, like a $35 a year fee for using the lockers. Um, it, but you have to have a locker otherwise like the, <laughs> but, it, but it was while we were learning about the American revolution. Ah, so he I did see. that oh, as an cool. example of okay. like, Hey, this is how the British were treating the U S where it was like, Hey, you got to pay for this now. And you don't have a choice about that. Right. Right. Um, so it, like he always incorporated stuff to make you realize, Oh, so that's what it was like. This is what it was like. Um, I think I got a 95 on that Regents exam. That was the highest I've ever gotten on an exam, like, at, at the end of the year. Yeah. But I was I was so invested that it was – by the time I got to the exam, I was like, this is so easy. Like, I was answering everything I've known from past years. And that's what made me decide to go into history for college. Like, that class made me realize I liked it that much that I wanted to learn even more about that. Yeah. Um, and there's another history class uh, later on in here that I learned even more from that I'm so happy I took. Uh, but Mr. Hennessy's U.S. history class junior year comes in at my number seven for motivating me. Very good. Yeah, I got a couple – I guess I think I got a couple history classes on here too. Um, but that – that's how you do it, though. Like that memory of that him kind of scaring you a little bit by the locker fee. Um, that's a memorable. That's a teachable like moment, and it was a fun way to use a, a an example that. And I think that's why a lot of people are disconnected with history yes. stuff too, is that they they hear about history stuff and they don't connect it to their own personal lives or experiences. And that's a great example of how you do that. Yeah, and and it's you know it's you can't forget it. I love it. I, I, I loved everything he incorporated. With yeah. He was also like, he was younger. So if, you know, we're juniors in high school. So if like the jocks are giving him lip a little bit, he would give it right back. Yeah. You're like, yeah, okay, suck it up. Like just not <laughs> even, just totally disregarding like the, all those things. He even wrote me um, a recommendation letter for uh, Buff State when I was okay. there. So, yeah, I got three really good recommendation letters when I was going into college, and he wrote one of them. Good. Um, so that was really, really awesome. Um, all right, on to our number six. All right, my number six, I'm going to uh, – I'm going to put this one – this one, I this course, I have – um, taken a newer appreciation for as I've gotten older, but the in, basically the intro to it. Uh, this is another college class. This one I took at NCCC, uh, my one year there. Um, psychology. Yeah, I enjoyed my psych psychology. Psychology has changed my life. For the better part, of, for now, for the best, for a little while, the worst. I developed an, oops, I developed an overthinking. getting unplugged that damn thing stupid um i developed an overthinking problem uh because of psychology classes <laughs> a little bit uh i did for it was very detrimental definitely for a very long time mm. i i start i see and think about you know how i act how would i i behave and then i i just i overthought things like sure. the process of it now I have a lot better control of it because I, I continue to read psychology books every now and then. Um, I've taken a sports psych book in, at MCC, which is really a sports psych class um, at, at MCC. And, you know, that was really kind of cool. It helped me visualize certain things. And it's actually I didn't realize how you know it's important psychology was. But mm -hmm. this is one of those classes that 
changed the way I thought for the better. Um, and, it, it, you know, instead of, um, you know, blaming problems and such on circumstances, I, you know, there's, there's, and, and, and maybe like out of control things or supernatural things. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is why this is turning into what, you know, there's a whole chain of events as to why we get into the bad situations that we do. So psychology for me was, was really neat. I still have my old textbook. Again, I still read it um, every now and then because it, it's really interesting stuff. Psychology is amazing. Yes. Um, and if I could do school all over again, I'd probably venture into that department a little bit more. Um, God, I wish I wish I was I had the maturity then that I do now. I lacked maturity, and that's why I f- I messed up my college run. Mm. It. You know what? It's never too late, though. So you never know what could true. come in the future as that far is as true. things. Like, I, Tyler Body is a great example of this. Yes. Because that man was, like, in school, out of school, in school, out of school. Like, he, he didn't know what he wanted for a little bit. He's in his last year of under, he just started his last year of undergrad. Yeah. Yesterday. And I'm so damn proud of, like, what he's doing now. I remember I got on the dean's list uh, the one semester, and we were at... Uh, Kev's for a party and uh, he said something to me about he was like he was like hey congratulations on making the dean's list I was like oh thank and he he stopped the room and he he was like everybody everybody he's like just so you know Torres made the dean's list this and like they cheered he, and then he goes and I'm on academic probation <laughs> but this man is acing school right now he's he's the perfect example of it's never too late yeah just got to find the right thing right right path you never know right right yeah it's hard work it's hard work um yeah i'm very happy for body he's been doing great things with his show too i know they did not a couple months ago they went and did a convention they got a table at one of those conventions yeah yeah very proud of him but yeah psychology um, if you're in school or, you know, approaching school, I advise taking it. Or if, even if you're not in school, picking up a book, you'd be surprised at how much you can learn about yourself and, uh, and the world around you by divulging into psychology. For sure. It's, uh, it's an amazing, it's, it's one of my favorite courses I think I've ever, well, obviously we're talking about it now, but it's one of my favorite school subjects generally mm-hmm. that I've ever taken. So yes. highly recommend very nice. Yeah, the Psych 101 was definitely really, really good for me. Um, very good, Matt. My number six is going to be another kind of transition class. Uh, I talked about how U.S. history got me really into um, the history aspect of my life. Um, when I took um, Acting 1 my sophomore year of college, which was the fall semester, that's the class that made me transition into doing theater full time. Okay. Um, that's when I realized, okay, I'm really, I'm enjoying these classes. I think I'm motivated enough to do it. Uh, I've talked about in the past how my parents asked me, like, why aren't you doing theater in school? And so I ended up uh, using that as kind of the jumping off point for getting me into the department. I uh, was close with well not super close with but um i knew the teacher because she's um a north tonawanda alum okay um who now works regularly doing a bunch of amazing things um and has had a great career um maureen porter shout out maureen um 
she her niece was doing shows at Ghostlight at one point while I was there. Oh, no And I met her through that. And then um, afterwards, uh, I took intro to theater, and then I took acting with her the next semester. And I remember coming up to Maureen after the one uh, acting class I did and saying, hey, I think I want to do this full time. Um, so she, uh, she introduced me to the chair and introduced me to everybody in the department at first. And that's how I got the paperwork. And that's how I ended up transitioning to do that. But acting 101 was really fun because, uh, you know, a lot of people are there either just to kind of take the class or they're yeah. there to like be majors. What do they like, call it? Like an elective or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Or, I forgot what the phrasing is. Like an art is. elective yeah, or yes, something yes. like that. Um, but, yeah, it definitely fulfilled requirements for certain people. And if you're a minor, you have to um, have that on your resume, too. Uh, but it was a blast, and it led me to all the different classes I took afterwards. It really was the perfect jumping-off point through everything else. And, again, it's where I realized, okay, I think this is something I can't ignore anymore. Uh, so acting won my sophomore year of college. Very good. Yeah, that's the, those classes are fun. Um, I feel like they, they are. So, I mean, it depends on what the major is, but I feel like some are offered that are like unnecessary. But acting seems like a really cool, you know, cool one, especially uh, it, again, it's something you're passionate about. Yes, uh, you know, and you're still passionate about it to this day. Um, so you had obviously I'm, did theater in high school. I yeah. So I started my first show. Uh, well, my first ever show I did when I was like six. And then when I was 12, I did, um, they offered a school play through here and I really liked it. So that's when, that summer at 13 is when I started with Ghostlight. Okay. And it was close enough where I could ride my bike. So from that point on, anything I was eligible to audition for, I auditioned for it for the most part. So. Through high school, I had already kind of had a full-time theater schedule. So you were all good to go. And then you get to take a class that of something you've done actively and you love and you get to do that. That, yeah. that would have been like me taking a um, a wrestling class right. in, 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 in college. You know what I mean? Or, or video games or something along the lines something of that. Along, yeah, because but, it's always something that's been with you and now you're just like fine-tuning it. And, holding. and I'm so thankful for that because I feel like... A lot of people came in learning from the ground up, and it was really hard for them to to adapt to the lifestyle it yeah. has very quick. Because you, where where um, other majors would be writing papers, you're doing a lot of physical work yes. throughout your day. So a lot of times my days would be like 8 to 11 o'clock to the point where like, I lived on campus one semester because it's just easier to walk 10 minutes and go to bed. Right. If if I need to, like those types of things. But you have to like, and some people are not prepared to like just make that your life for a little bit. No, it's especially at that age too. It's a big culture shock. Because yeah. You're still used to, okay, we get out of school at three. Maybe I play a sport. Um friends yeah but to do 8 a.m to i'm guessing 11 p.m yeah, yeah and it's... and there's like and there's breaks in between that like you know sometimes you're you have a class one to three and then you have a break from three to five where you go to a like a friend's apartment on campus or something for a little bit you hang out you get dinner and then you like go to rehearsal at six right right which is like 
It's a long day, though. It's when you're doing that like six to seven days a week, it's a long day. I, I, I think it was like a Tuesday, Thursday thing. When I was my year at NCCC, it was classes in the morning, wrestling practice at three. Yeah, see? Get out of wrestling practice, and I had a night, a night English class, Ugh. a writing class. Yep. It was the only time I can get it in. Yep. So that, that's, that's how you did it. I, the one semester I was doing a show here, and I had classes at, and my first class was at 8 a.m. This was Wednesdays every day. At an 8 a.m., then I had two classes after, and then on Wednesdays only I had a four to seven class. So I would do the four to uh, – I would go four to six because then I had to go to rehearsal. So I'd get on the bus. My mom would meet me like near NT, and she'd drive me to rehearsal the rest of the way. Okay. And so then I'd be getting back to Kenmore when I first lived in Kenmore at like 10 o'clock at night. It's a long Fucking day. It is a long I can't even, day. That's too much. Yeah, it's but made me who I am. I'll get I'll get into yeah. some of the funner aspects of um some of the classes I took in a bit. <laughs> uh but yeah, we are on to our top five classes that we've ever taken. Matt, lead us off with number five. All right. So I'm going to place uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna put my US history class here at number five. Uh this was Mr. Morasco in eleventh grade. Um, we had it, and I guess you know what we did. We did do U.S. history. I think a little bit of an elongated version in seventh and eighth grade, uh, which was nice. I should probably make it like a tie because it, it's still U.S. history. Um, Mrs. Klinger Smith was my seventh, eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade teacher. Um, but yeah, I you know I've talked enough, plenty about about U.S. history, and and both of them made it really really fun. The detailing in Klinger Smith's. Uh, Mrs. Klingersmith's class was tremendous. And she was actually really good. She worked on the yearbook committee. She used to come to my wrestling matches in oh, awesome. eighth grade, which is really neat. Um, you know, I absolutely adored that. Uh, and then Marasco was fun. He was kind of like a local, like uh, he, when I found out he did like a local politician kind of thing, like like representative or city council. I forget. I can't remember what it was. He passed away a couple years ago. Mm. But um I mean, just a great man, but he was so fun. We were doing the American Revolution, and we got those nice those overhead projectors. Yeah, you yeah. those. You roll it out, and all of a sudden, he puts this page on, and it's him in an American Revolution costume, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. I loved it so much. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that was he was a he was a great man, a great great teacher, very personable. I thought he dealt with a lot of stuff fair um and yeah i i just again i love u.s history so um so yeah mr morasco in 11th grade excellent easy peasy love that um i'm gonna go top five is really hard for this it's getting it's getting challenging it's getting challenging um i think i'm gonna put my yeah i'm gonna put my gym class junior year okay on here uh as my number five so here's a little (laughs) Here's a little background of me and my athletics in my very youth. Um, played baseball for eight years. Nobody plays baseball in school. So that's the useless sport that I have for gym classes over here at NTC. <laughs> um, fourth to eighth grade, I was picked last every gym class 
except for the ones where it was a pity pick and they took me like third from the last round just so I wasn't last pick. I see. Um, not not very not very athletic in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> I and yeah, not necessarily for any reason either. I was small. I was very small till like junior year. Um, but junior year gym class. When it got to high school, I I enjoyed gym a lot more in high school because there were so many kids that they would do, like, the first six or seven rounds for picks. And then after that, if you didn't get picked, you were just drafted on a team. So there was no last pick. And I was like, oh, damn, like, I don't don't have to get individually picked last? This is amazing. Like, they're just going (laughs) to draft me on a team? Like, I, I loved that so much. But junior year, I always enjoy. I always really enjoyed playing football in gym class, even though I wasn't really good at it. The beginning of junior year, we did our football semester, and uh, our team made the championship and won for oh, gym okay. class. And I remember the semifinals, we were facing the number one seed. We were not supposed to win that game at all, and we won. I don't know how we did it. All the kids were, like, so pissed off on that team because they all, like, played football, too. So they're like, like, how do they beat us? This was, you know, That's gym fun. class type of stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we got to the championship, and we dominated the other team that was in there. Uh, they had, because my hair was curly at that time still, um, the one kid called me Chocolate Boy, like uh, like the kid from Hey Arnold. <laughs> Oh, and uh, so I remember in the championship, we were up a little bit. And from the sidelines, the team that had lost that was the number one seed, they were watching us and rooting for us the entire time. They were going, give Chocolate Boy the ball. Give him the ball. <laughs> Get him the ball. So, like, I just hear that real quick. They call the hike. I go out, like, eight feet, turn around, ball's coming at me. Catch it right in the bread basket, run it in for a touchdown. I was like, "Oh damn!" Like That's I actually, awesome. I actually had a moment of this. Like this is cool. Uh, later on in the year, I ended up hitting a home run in baseball, then hitting another one that took away five and another game after. It was my almost gym class hero moment. Um, but that was that was the gym class I like enjoyed most because we were just legitimately having fun and yeah. like the the anxiety of. Like, gym class was over with by junior year. Then I realized, oh, this is fun. Like, you're just here to, like, fuck around and, like, play sports with your friends, really. Yes. Like, this is really what it is. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. I hated, because I went to school for phys ed. Yeah. And they try to make it too scientific. Like, and I'm like, I get what you're trying to do, but also, this is not what kids want. Yeah. I I think I was... I want to say I was really mad halfway through that year because they switched my gym class time. Mm. Like, so I was with a really great, bad, like, good group, and then everybody, like, swapped out. So they were different. It, they always did that in high school, like, yeah. halfway through the year. Uh, but I had I had a great time with that class regardless. Uh, Mr. Kennedy was the man. He So that was one of the gyms. Ross and Kennedy, when I first got there, obviously had this dynamic together for years where they just goof off with each other. Yeah. And in ninth grade, who was popular in the wrestling world but freaking Ken Kennedy. Kennedy? So they did, they would do like the Mr. Kennedy thing for him when he would, because there must have been wrestling people in school 
that like would come up to him and be like, hey, have you ever heard of this guy, Mr. Kennedy? And like showed him videos of like him doing the intro or whatever. So Kennedy all the time would walk through and go, Kennedy! Like in the exact same dialect as him. I love Just it. the best. So like <laughs> there was always those shades. And his, um, his mom lived down the street from me. Um, in IT, and I used to deliver her papers all the time. So oh, cool. I was, I always was like kind of close with you him because of that. Him. Yeah, but um, it, yeah, that gym class was the best. It was so so fun. Uh, top four, we are on for our classes. Matt, number four. All right, number four. This was all right. So I hated music class. Okay, I hated it. Um, a lot of the stuff was like his, like uh, composed. I mean, I, I would appreciate it now, but like. When you're in seventh grade, you don't care about Wolfgang von Mozart. I don't even know. Beethoven. Mozart, yeah. Wolfgang von Mozart. Ludwig von Beethoven. (laughs) Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. (laughs) Johann Sebastian. Thank you. So classical music is my first love. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I could not stand it. I get it. Um, In eighth grade... So what we did, so there was like 10 weeks semesters for this stuff. So I think it was like 10 weeks home. I think it was, yeah, 10 weeks home ec. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it was 10 weeks home, home and careers, 10 weeks music, 10 weeks health, and then 10 weeks something else. I okay. can't remember yeah, what yeah. it was. I think that's how we, we did it. Um, and I take this music class. I was like, ah, oh, there we go. And the teacher comes up and they go, yeah, we're going to do the history of rock and roll this year. Oh, that's year. fun. So what she did, so I think it, it was, I think it was five, four or five different decades, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, we'd watch, v, we'd watch, we'd come into class, we'd watch VH1, like these, they had these DVDs, like talking about the history of rock and roll. Yeah. And they do, we'd watch it throughout the week and then take an exam at the end of all this. I'm like, this is great. This is actually really cool. So this is where my love of the Beatles started to come from. A lot of these classic rock, you know, bands that it, it, that I was like, wow, this is this is like really unique. Like I'm not used to this. I never took a class like it afterwards. Never did it before. So um, I can't remember her name, but history. And she used to let us bring in. We'd we'd come in every second Friday. And we do our exam, be done, and you can actually, she let you bring in music, like CDs to play for the entire class. So that's what we did. So we went, legit went through the entire history of rock and roll music, um, and up to, the, pretty much up to that point, but 50s to the 90s. And, uh, and yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. Very unique one. Like, I, it, it was just a fun twist on, on, on music. I'm like, this is good. This is related. I think this is, uh, you know, it's important for kids to know the classical stuff. But I think this is relatable to to the generation. Yes, yeah. Um, I think it's important for people to know the roots of everything for sure, a hundred percent. Do I think classical music should be studied exclusively? Absolutely not. Right. I think music has evolved so much that you you can't hone in on just one type anymore. That's like the linear type. If you're doing chorus and stuff, it makes sense because choral music is written very differently than a lot of other music is. Yeah. And, you, and you learn about reading music through that, too. And that's why I always enjoy doing theory because theory you learn, like, how music is written, too. Which and, is like, neat. what the yeah. terms and everything is. I have a, So when I was very little, 
I used to have these tapes, and um, they were, I can't remember who the publisher was, but they were stories that went along with classical music, in a sense. So I remember the one tape I had was called Beethoven Lives Upstairs, and okay. it was about this kid who, um, the upstairs room that him and his, of the house him and his mom lived in, they rented to Beethoven. And it's, like, about the the life of him, like, being all over the place and scattered and writing the music and creating certain things. But they're playing his pieces, like, as background music in it. So I would listen to those tapes, like, when I was, you know, in my room and, and like, things like that. So I learned to love that music. And then when I was five, I listened to Lenny Kravitz for the first time. So that's where I got my, like, rock and roll aspect from. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, like... I discovered, like, Joshua Redman and Yo-Yo Ma, like, later in life. And then I heard DMX for the first time in second grade. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so all these so all these genres I was exposed to really early. And yeah. now I can – that's why my playlists are all over the place these days. Yeah. I, people are like, like, what's your favorite genre of music? I'm like – I like it all. Yeah. Like, it's nothing specific. I don't even, like, there's very few, like, specific bands and artists I like. I just like the type of music. And if it draws an emotion out of me. Me too. An emotion or a memory. That's, oh, that kind of goes hand in hand. But that's that's how I look at music. I agree. I, I will listen to, like, modern day songs and be like, this is amazing. This is amazing. The other day, I put on, um, like, one of those YouTube live videos that just, yeah. like, keeps running. And it was um, classical music, like uh, just amazing pieces. And Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata came up. I love Moonlight Sonata. Yes. Yes. So that came up, and I, from the first, like, three three notes when they play it, um, just something in my head clicked, and I was like, this is, like, one of the most beautiful pieces of music ever written it's it's crazy how music appreciation can just vary but i'm so glad you had that experience of something you were interested in yeah that made music good because some people are forced to do that with something they don't like and that's what makes it that's not work in the end correct i think that's been the underlying theme of this uh, episode for a lot of, for a lot of stuff is you know is just expanding education i, I remember this video years ago what you can't you you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree or something like that. Like every kid is different. Yeah, every kid is different, and their their interests in, in certain things are very. So that's why I've always, you know, it, 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 I, I enjoy the variety. I enjoy the, um, just the I, I enjoy the mixture of of all like yeah. of all of it. The the expanse. I, I I think it's it's so important. I think we kids. It's a huge disservice to children that don't get to expand and even when they're uh, you know when they're confined to something like we talked about with writing earlier yes you know you have to give them that creative opportunity mm-hmm. you have you have to because then they're you're just creating cookie cutter um students who think alike there's not a whole lot of variety and i just i think it's bad for the psyche i, I think it's bad for culture when mm-hmm. when you're just pumping out linear you know, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I don't think it's very good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we have some of the problems that we do today. When Agreed. People, when people can only think one way and can, don't expand. I mean, mm-hmm. it's taken me a long time to get to this point. So Yes, agreed. Um, very good. Thank you. Uh, my number four is going to be my PC skills class my senior year. So I've weirdly always loved working with data. 
Okay. I, I loved, like, I remember, because we had, like, a Windows 98 at home, so not the best, like, running computer in while you're in middle school. Um, but, you know, we had access to Excel on that, and I always used to be interested in, like, capitals of the world and different things like that. So I remember, like, making spreadsheets of, like, different continents and the countries within them and then, like, what the capital of each one is and right. like doing that with the states too and making stuff like that. So I kind of had a knowledge of that stuff early. Um, but my PC skills class who I cannot remember for the life of me who taught my senior year, but she also ran the yearbook committee and she was the sweetest woman. I very, very much enjoyed her. Um, she made it really easy. She gave you a lot of like she told you exactly the commands to like be using to help make the spreadsheet work. And you just kind of took the data that she gave you and used like the different commands to be able to like format sheets certain way. And I remember getting a lot out of it for that reason. This, the second reason I feel like I learned a ton in that class was, um, one of the kids in my class, North Tonawanda, um, came in a little bit, how do I say this, not sober, Ah. uh, five out of five days of the week that we were in school. Oh, Um, good for him. Yeah, yeah, except it was, I don't know. Now, what kind of not sober, like, like, um... Uh, like uh, like the drinking kind or the smoking kind, or a little bit of both? Uh, it was a little bit of that plus some vitamins thrown in there, too. Yeah. So it was – he was kind of out of it a lot of the time. So, um, oh, man, I wish I could remember this teacher's name. She would explain everything. And then um, – yeah, I'm going to call him Bob for, the, for this episode's <laughs> sake – and then Bob would be sitting next to me because I did like Bob. I helped, I helped Bob out of another situation my sophomore year oh, where yeah? he was suspended for a month, and I helped him catch up on all his math homework oh. um, for that. So I saved his ass in that class, and I saved his ass in this one. You're welcome, Bob. <laughs> um, but uh, I w- we would get the instructions, and Bob would immediately be like, wait, so what, what the hell do we do for this? And I'd be like, and so... While I'm doing my own, I was also teaching him how to input all the data into the spreadsheet and saving his ass in that class, too. Um, And so I got double out of it because I was taking in the information and then relaying it again so that I made, like, and I had to make sure I had to, I could explain it the right way. So by the end of the year, I feel like I did double the work and, like, you know, still got really good grades because of that. Yeah. And now I work with data every day at work. And I'm so happy that I know a lot of shortcuts and a lot of commands and a lot of different things where I'm like, oh, I could get this done really easy and, like, learning how to format certain things. And it's made me want to expand on that, too. I plan on taking a couple, like, Excel classes this year and, oh, good. Uh, and a bunch of different things so that I can really hone in on a lot of stuff. But, yeah, uh, Bob really made me work for that class. and uh, But I legitimately enjoyed doing the data and doing the work for it. So I learned a lot of from PC skills. And this day and age with computers being so dominant in a lot of workplaces, it's kind of essential to know certain basic things now. It is. It is. Yeah. That's, that's a big business now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Even like productivity between my iPhone, my MacBook, and like other devices. Like 
the airdrop, learning how to um, how to scan because like you have a scanner on your iPhone too. Yes. So learning how to like export PDFs out of that is it's ultra important. I can't tell you how many times at work now I have something that needs to be faxed and I just scan it on my phone. It pops up on my MacBook, and then I could just that's export amazing. it as a PDF and fax it from my email. That's amazing. Like, that's, that's unbelievable that we can do that. Yeah. So it, was, it came at the perfect time because it really boosted up my Excel skills, and I needed that for, you know, internships, other classes, work that I'm doing now. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. It sounds class. like a lot of fun. It yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. It definitely was. Great choice, buddy. Thank you, sir. Top three favorite classes we've ever had. Matt, number three. All right. My number three, this is where I'm going to put my world history class, mm. ninth and tenth grade, uh, with Mrs. Haney. Um, I mentioned her in my top ten teachers list. She was great. She was young, so she was relatable. Um, had a really fun passion for U.S. or world, excuse me, world history. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool because it was like, when you finally hit, like, the modern times at the end of 10th grade, you're like, wow, we did it. Like, we accomplished something. We made it. Uh, so I always really liked that. You know, we started back with, the, you know, the, um, you know, ancient Native Americans, right, going back to, you know, the, the, the Mesopotamia and hit all that stuff in between. And then we got to the more modern time, like colonial era, which, era, which is my, one of my favorites, um, you know, learning about Napoleon and the French Revolution, World War II, all this stuff was just it was so much fun. And uh, she was just a great teacher. She was just funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, to have a teacher for two years, is, it was, I mean, it wasn't uncommon for me at that point. But it was it was a really neat kind of se- like segue. So I always really liked her. She's, we still chat every now and then on uh, uh, on social media. Or if I see her in public, you know, we have a conversation. But... Um, yeah, great teacher, and, and it's world history, so right yeah. in my alley. I actually have an Atlas of World History book that's it's kind of the flow of it is kind of like a, like a world history book. Um, this is one of the first, like, I used to love taking my history books home and just reading them casually. I did, too. I did, too. I used to think I was a weirdo doing it, but I used to be like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm a couple weeks ahead, but I, I could plow through it, man. I, I would it. love to get my hands on some of my old like history textbooks just just to have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I remember like going home and watching like rewatching certain aspects of like Ken Burns' Civil War. Yeah, when like we would do that in class or like learn, doing my own World War II research and. Yeah, some of that was I I shit on my sophomore year English class. We did. Uh, we read Night in that class, and that was one of the most important books I've ever read in my entire life by Ellie Wiesel. Okay. Have you, have you ever read that book? I don't think I have. Oh, you need to, you need to at some point. Um, it's his account. It's his first-hand account of being in Auschwitz. Was he in Auschwitz? I can't remember now. He was in one of the major concentration camps. Um, it's like a hundred. Who, who wrote it? I'm sorry. Ellie Wiesel. Um it's like 110 pages. It, yes. it looks like it would be a children's book. I might have read this. Y- yeah, if if you if I've read a lot of World War II books, that I, not that I've like not I I've, I've forgotten because I've read I've read so many of them. His account is very brutal and very visceral of like 
what he remembers exactly seeing, like everything like that. It's it's a very important book. Okay. Um, yeah. Any good history that name classes? Familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I he's, probably did. He's. I think he won a Nobel Prize for like his work in relaying Holocaust, Holocaust things. Okay. And, like maybe like a Peace Prize, something like that. I don't. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's something like if we, that. Well, if we covered in the school, I'm sure it's very world famous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, very nice. I'm going to put my last history class of my list at number three. Very good. Um, it is going to be history of American life one when I took that in college. So that was um, kind of your basic history class, but. Uh, starting off as a major, I made sure to take something like that first, like a basic course that still fulfilled like the history requirement. Um, and Mr. Fitzpatrick, I believe, was my professor's name. Okay. He was one of the best teachers I've ever had, bar none. I'm actually thinking about uh, how I left him off my teacher's list, and I think... It's because I only had him for one semester. I that's, see. That's probably why. I didn't get to, like, really form a good, like, relationship with him. Um, but uh, he would—I would go in at, like, 8 a.m. every day. It was a 7.50 class. He would have all the notes written on the board already. Okay. Um. So I used to get there because of the bus schedule. A lot of times I get there 15 minutes early. I'd start taking down the notes so that I could just concentrate on his lesson. Like, even if he starts and I have to take 10 minutes to finish the notes and then tune back in, he made everything so damn engaging. He was so good at teaching lessons and keeping us all interested, calling out certain names just to be like, this person, what do you got? And like, toss out an answer to whatever it was that he's talking about right now. Yeah. I very much... And then... What was... I can't even remember why he was talking about this the one time. We were talking about the American Revolution and certain, like... Certain wartime things. And Bouncing Betty's came up from um, Vietnam. You know, the landmines that would pop up, like, midsection. Yeah. And he was talking about how it would pop up at your midsection specifically... Because uh, it, because it would blow certain parts that you have um, in your midsection completely mm. away, Oof. if nothing else. And he said something. He goes to this one girl in class talking about another guy that was in there. He's like, he's like, you two get married. He goes, he comes home from war. Do you love him if he has no leg? She goes, yeah. He goes, do you love him if he has no arm? And she goes, yeah. He goes... Would you love him as would you love him as dick was blown off? And she goes, Yes. He goes, No, you wouldn't. Goes, no, you wouldn't. That takes away every it was it was so funny. It was so, so funny. Um I remember oh, this was such a heartbreaking moment for me. I remember a couple weeks before the semester ended, I went up to him and I go, Hey, I really, really liked your class. I'm a history major now. Is there anything else you're teaching upcoming that I can make sure I sign up for and do that? And he goes, I'm retiring this semester. This is my last oh. semester. And I was like, oh. But he, re- he did 
recommend like four or five really good ones to me oh, to good. like take classes from. I didn't end up staying in the major, so I never got to experience a lot of them. Um, I did get a couple of good ones while I was there, but um, yeah, man, he was he was something excellent. And then a week before we ended the class, he goes, he goes, this is it. He goes, I'm retiring. He um, this year, he goes, so I'm giving you guys a gift. He goes, for the final. I will let you bring your notes into the final. So anything you can fit into your notes and do that, you have total access to. And I was up to date on all the notes he had ever oh, so given. Oh, you were golden. Like, oh, shit. It was, per- it was one of the easiest exams I've ever taken because I could just reference things I didn't know. Yeah. It was great. Um, but, yeah, Mr. Fitzpatrick was an excellent teacher, and I wish I got to have him for more semesters. So History of American Life, number one. Makes okay. my list at number three. Very good. Thank you, sir. That's cool. That's as a fun class. That's a, it sounds like a fun class. Super engaging. Anybody that has a great presence, you sold me already. Yes. You sold me. Um, very good. On to our top two entries for our favorite classes. Matt. All right. So one of my college classes actually makes the top two. This is my very – so phys ed major at uh, in both my attempts at college. Um, this one was my first year in MCC. Um which was, you know, it's it's overwhelming, especially me. I was a couple years removed from high school at that time. Mm-hmm. I had moved to Rochester, so I'm in a place where I know absolutely nobody. Um, and I got to kind of make friends on the fly. And um, what we did is uh, this was called Adventure Bound. All right, this class Ooh. was. It was so much fun. You're talking about fall time. Right, it, you know, early year, it's it's still kind of warm out. The leaves are changing. There's a nice little breeze, but it, it's just it's so good, and it, it just the whole aura of it was great. What we did in Adventure Bound was a bunch of outdoor activities. All right, we played games, and oh, well, I guess not so much games. We did outdoor stuff. So here's what we did. Um, one of our first things that we learned how to do was play disc golf. Mm. We had a, there was a disc golf course at Monroe Community College that we played through. We had to do it for extra credit. All right. They had a ropes course, ropes Ooh, and climbing fun. and all that stuff. So much fun. All the ladders and all that stuff going up there and climbing that. Canoeing. All right. They had a nice little man-made lake in the back of MCC. Mm-hmm. All right. We got the canoes pair up. We're going out. I'm like, this is so cool. This was so fun um adventure bound that sounds right yeah craig rand was the teacher um i think he retired a couple years after i i stopped but he was really great at motivating you like you said he was just he was fun he was energetic he knew how to talk to people and he knew how to do phys ed the right way yeah and that's you know this is all prep stuff to be i again i didn't like the the social there's just the, the the aspect that NCCC tried to teach me to do, sure, where it was like, okay, we're going to do the human knot today, and we got to do this, this, this. I'm like, this, this is like stressful. Like, isn't phys ed supposed to be like relieving of stress? Human knot was a thing where you like all joined hands. Yes. And like, oh my god, I remember we had to untwist ourselves. It was just chaotic. Somebody told me that when I after I graduated college, for like senior sem. They had them do that the first day, like the human knot. Yeah. And, like, it was a two-hour class, and they didn't even, like, get fucking through it. Yeah. Because it's such a waste of time. It's so dumb. It always is. Like, what are you teaching me here? Like, I, you can do it. Like, 
like they're big and they're big against dodgeball. Like they hated the idea of dodgeball. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, this is just a way for kids to get, you know, blossom steam. They hate it. the last thing I wanted to do after sitting in a classroom all day is to be physically doing stuff that, that makes me look. Instead of just blowing off steam, now I got to think during phys ed right, period. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let me, let me, let's play kickball. Like, it, it's simple as that. Honestly, and I, I, they're like, yeah, we're trying to up the standard of physical education. I'm like, you, this for is, what? Yeah, for what? For what? Why are you doing? That? Why? There's no need. Phys has been fine. Yeah, it's great. Sh- sure, it's little, you know, little Tommy uh, gets picked last and kick in, in dodgeball. It is what it is. You guess what? You learn. You learn. Like I'm just being a dick right I, now, but but you know what I mean. You're like you, <laughs> you I get, get better. You don't want to get picked last. You get better. I, I don't know. It, it's. It's one of those. It can be one of those tough love things. But I had a lot of fun doing, you know, phys ed in school mm-hmm. when I was going to school versus when I was learning to teach it. I'm like, this is just fucking. This is stupid. I know. I have a lot of respect for like really good gym teachers. Yes. Who don't put the the gym teacher at the elementary school I work at is so awesome. I wish he was my gym teacher when I was a kid. Yeah. He's. So awesome. All the stuff he was teaching virtually during COVID, I was like, how did you even think of this? Right. For, like, kids to just be able to have access to this. He did, like, karate lessons with them and stuff that's like that. That's awesome. It was it was so dope. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds awesome. Adventure Brown sounds like an awesome It was really, really great. It stunk. I mean, but it started to get too cold out to go to, you know, to, to be outside. We did some stuff inside, but we, he kept us busy. And doing stuff. I think that we had a ropes course inside, or we do like racquetball or just stuff like that. And that racquetball was great, mm-hmm. um, tremendous workout. But yeah, there was a lot of good, a lot of, a lot of good stuff out of that class. So Adventure Bound was great. I actually, had to look it up the name of it. I went to MCC's website and looked at all the courses, and I had to relook up the name of it because it's been so long. Love it. So, yeah, uh, thank you. Very good, Matt. Thank you. Uh, my number two is going to be my uh, chorus class senior year. Did I do one or two choruses that year? No, I think I was just in one chorus class that year. Because um, you had the option to take two if you wanted. I was thinking about it because I, I did a lot of... Chorus was also an ex, a, like a, a club, too. Okay. So it, on top of the class, you could... Because they did trips and stuff like that. You would do funding for... Um, like junior year, we went to New York City and did like and sang there and did like a whole tour there, which was super fun. Me and Randy talk about the trip all the time. <laughs> um but they i was they had like officers for it because in clubs you need like president vice president so from sophomore year on i served as an officer so i was just in that area all the, i was in the music wing all the time just hanging out but senior year i i kind of finally felt like a leader I felt like I was I knew what I was doing in a lot of senses when it came to the class, when it came to reading music. I had already gone to I did area all state twice, which is where they did NISMA in high school, which is um the New York like music association or whatever. But it you would uh, you would do kind of like a recital thing. So you would go in a room, you'd you there'd be um adjudicator there okay and you'd sing a piece that you had been preparing for like how like all your like certain numbers of and if you got a decent enough score 
you got to do either all state, which is everybody in the state, or area all state, which is like everybody from the surrounding areas that makes it you would go to Fredonia and like all these different representatives from all these different choruses would do like a master course for 48 hours and then you do a concert at the end of those 48 hours with like the pieces you prepared so I did so I did area twice so I went up to Fredonia twice and did that um and so by that point senior year I felt like comfortable in my skin with doing that where I could be like yeah I can help the section a little bit or I'm not afraid to be like, hey, we're uh, we're a little flat on this portion. Like, um, if we just tighten this, this, and this here, I think that would be good. Like, just to my section too, not yeah. without being like, what the fuck, you guys do it, like, right, right. but just gently. Um, I remember that particular year, I sang bass, and there was a piece we were doing in the winter that I had sang tenor for previously, like just doing area all state or um, all county or whatever we had, I had done that piece in and I would jump over to the tenors and be like, yeah, I go, like, let me help you guys out with this part because I know it too. So I'll give like a little bit more strength in the side. Cause I remember too, that particular section was hard as fuck. <laughs> Cause we, um, the one uh, music teacher was retiring. So we did like a full Mozart, Oh, wow. thing through it and it was beautiful but holy shit that was that was so much it was so much um but yeah i felt going back to it i felt comfortable i felt like i was able to perform my best at that year too um shout out randy he's always he was in chorus for whatever reason from sophomore to senior year and that dude always through every, because I've always had this underdog narrative in my head too about myself, and there was certain favoritisms that were shown in certain areas in high school. Randy always like it was ride or die, like it, like go out there, smoke the rest of that. That's what he was. I never treated a competition wise. Like <laughs> go out, be better than everybody else, and just do your. Like he was always so good about that the, shit. Yeah. Um. And then at the end of the year, I won. Was it, uh, it was like either vocalist of the year or like for some kind of, for the contributions I was putting in as far as like the work for the area. Okay. So it finally, I got my uh, my validation finally that year. And it gave me the confidence to do a lot of other performance things. Senior year arts wise was a really big breakthrough year for me where I was like, I think I'm good at this. (laughs) Like... I think that this is actually something I might be viable for. And yeah. then, yeah, because I, Chorus, I got a lot of recognition in, and then uh, Ghostlight gave me a scholarship. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah so, yeah, so I had a lot of support from people arts-wise. Um, that was a long-winded way of saying that Chorus was my favorite class no, but that it's, year. No, but it's cool, though, because, I mean, you see it a lot. I feel like Chorus, you know, definitely it obviously helped you in theater. Um, it went towards that. It, there's... I, not just the singing aspect, but just so much more. Reading um, music, too. I yes. can read even the basic stuff that I know where I can... The last show I was in was a musical. So, you know, we're going over the music the first couple of days. And while we're going over it, I'm transposing and writing down the note names of each of them next to it. Just so I have that in my head. Like, okay, this is that, this is that, this is that. Yeah. And just doing that basic stuff can be so helpful. 
so so helpful. So I'm so grateful I got those opportunities Good. in high school for sure. Good. Um, all right. What everybody has been waiting for, our number one entry for our favorite classes. Matt, your number one. All uh, right. My number one entry, um, I it's a it's a, this is an easy this is an easy choice for me. I I have you a figure, feeling I yeah. know the teacher it's yes. gonna be for uh, sure. He is part of our network and uh, it was Rich Moranto <sighs> My was man. the teacher and his media productions class. I took it through 10th to 12th grade. 11th grade was really weird. 11th grade was a little weird because um, I didn't work with him directly. We had, he would keep, well, we had a later period, but we had um, like a class. We actually sat in a classroom setting and learned about me, various media aspects. Um, but we could also do various film projects too. We started, I started doing um, media in 10th ten, in grade. I picked it up as a, I'm like, oh, what's this? You know, we, we watch the morning TV station every now and then. And, or, well, most mornings. You know, Pledge of Allegiance. They do a morning talk show explaining some of the stuff going on throughout the day. And it was really, like, cool that what that was. Because that was, was one of the first, like, original school TV, you know, studios. And, uh, you know, people don't understand how much work Moranto put into that. I, I don't even know if he realizes how much work he put into it sometimes. Uh, it was really tremendous. Um, you know, there was so much. Okay, we got to do the morning announcements, the morning news. We have to have segments and stuff uh, like to keep people hooked and entertained. Um, we have to have announcements, right? We got we to gotta do announcements. Oh, by the way, we got to film, uh, film this, this concert, this play. These sports, we got to keep, you know, he was at the football games and basketball games, every single home one, and some of the away ones too, following it. All right. And we got to broadcast this stuff to our place. And Maranto worked his tail off. Like, and, and this, that's why this. He, he puts 100% into everything. I absolutely love the man for that. I really he do. He really does. And this, like, this is why he just, he can't stop. He just can't stop. Like he's busier than ever. Like maybe busier than ever right now with uh, you know doing in, in retirement at Emerge Creator Studios. So, yep. uh, like this class was so much fun. It, it 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 was just it was neat to get to hold the camera and be creative in school. Again, this is how school should be. Yes. All right. You like football? Let's go around and let's go around and interview people and ask them what their favorite football team is. Or, uh, you know, or they would do they would legit do shows all day. He would be from school from like six a.m. till like nine ten o'clock at night. Wow! And they produce programming. They they do they had a show. I think it was like Triple S Live. It was like students speaking sports live. They do a sports show. They did a, a, a broadcast with. Um, you know, different people, but it, it was cool to be involved in that. And, and one of the parts of your grade was having to go and film stuff. So I filmed a couple football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I filmed a couple things, and it was really neat because you know all that and, and our our friendship and connectivity. You know, he asked me to. I was doing commentary for high school wrestling. You know, uh, a couple years ago when he was still when he's still in the program, they were yeah. live streaming it on YouTube, and I was uh, we were a part of that. I remember I listened to a couple of those because you would share was, them. Yep. Yeah, it was it, it was really neat. Um, a lot of good connections. You just get you just learn a lot of stuff. And, and my love uh, again, I've mentioned many times before, my love of of, of podcasting, um, of filming, just film, and just an appreciation for I think for for a different kind of art that wasn't on a canvas, mm-hmm. right? 
just generally, right? Photography and all that stuff. It started with this, yeah. and uh, we filmed so many, you know, funny segments. We used to do uh, a messing with Johnson video where it was a play on messing with Sasquatch. Oh yeah, we did a couple of those. We got in trouble for that. We did our rap video um, under under the media production banner, and that went up on YouTube. The Summit Paul Summit Jesus Summit Mall rap video. Um, and like all that stuff was was from that. Some of my favorite classes were, you know, favorite classes, moments, memories that stand out in high school are from that. That's excellent. So, um, so yeah, media productions, easy choice, um, and uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. If your kids or if you're in high school, listen to this and have the option to do, you know, take it. Just take it up seriously. It's it's it, it's a nice way to get out of being told how to think and and. And being able to put some creativity out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, any class that stretches you like that is amazing. If I'm not mistaken, I think Morano started to implement um, podcasting a little bit towards the end of his tenure. Oh, that's Which excellent. is cool. Which is really cool. People should be learning that. They should. Yep. Um, very good, Matt. Thank I love you. that. We're going to have, we have something in common with this one where you took that multiple times. Um, my number one, I also took multiple times. So my number one class is my device theater class. Okay. Um, so I took this my last two years of college. Um, you could take the class a maximum of four times. I took it four times, um, because it's a different experience every semester. Uh, the, the way it's formatted now or the way it was formatted when I left, you spend the fall semester or no, I'll I'll reverse it so that it makes sense. So the spring semester, um, you spend writing an original play. Okay. Um, typically, how it used to be, I, this has probably changed since then. They would do the Rwanda trip in January, and then when you came back from that trip, the the um, the students that studied ab- abroad on that would have to take uh, devised theater coming back. Okay. Um, So you used the inspiration you got in Rwanda combined with inspiration that people got um, around Buffalo, like themes from Buffalo that people are coming in with that didn't go on the trip. And you combine all those elements, you create a theme, and you write a story based on the theme. So my, um, my fourth year... In the fall, we had just started it, so we wrote the play in the fall, and there was something specific we had to structure um, the show around because um, the college was looking for a show about a certain message, okay. like to kind of tour around. So we did that um, then. So it was my first. I, I it was like mini tours, so it was like just touring around campus. But my first experience doing something like that. Um, the next semester we wrote a show we called Mirror Mirror that was about self-image. Okay. And about, and finding the message that you are enough, like you're enough in your own skin, you're, you're enough, like it it kind of with everything being like society being pressured with bullying and things like that. It was a very message about being confident in your own skin and, uh, a girl that like goes into like a mirror, like kind of a through a looking glass type thing. So we helped write that so yeah we wrote that we did like the draft at the end of the semester and then the fall semester we toured it 
to all these schools in Buffalo and surrounding areas. Oh, cool. So I, I hit like 25 schools doing this show. So it, it would be built in your class time. Right. So you do that during the class time. So like it, I think it was a 10 o'clock class. So we would leave campus at like 930, drive to whatever location, and then we'd be, you know, the wing or whatever. Some classroom is our dressing room real quick. You're getting ready doing that. And then you go out and you do it for uh, a bunch of kids that are assembled for the show. And then, and then you do um, you do a talk back after an, an activity. So you don't just be like, hi, here's yourself. Like, be confident in yourself. Know that you're enough. Well, see you later. Right. We would do an activity after where you wrote, like, because there were rhyming schemes throughout it. You wrote, your, you wrote like, your own rhyme. Um, okay. Kind of dictated towards yourself and, like, a message towards yourself and... Um, that was, it was super interesting to see what people came up with. Meanwhile, this is my third semester in this class. And I was also getting very, very, very close to my professors who were in like very close. Yeah. Um, so then by the time I went to Rwanda, which is in the interim between my third and fourth time taking it, I'm like friends with my, with real my professors, tight. like yeah. real tight, real well. I, uh, they offered me an internship that it, to do that next semester because I technically at the end of that semester had enough credits where I could have graduated then and just not taken the last one. But they offered me an internship and to take the class again. I was like, yeah, I could do that because then I'll just have to fill six credits to meet the minimum. Yeah. And I pulled on... I threw another acting class on there, and then I took a gen ed, and I pass-failed the gen ed, so I just never went to it and just took the F, and it didn't, take my, it didn't tank my GPA. Okay. But I was still considered full-time because I had everything on there. So I worked the system a little bit, but yeah. you know, I paid for the semester anyways. So yeah, I get it worked. Um, and yeah, so then by the time I left, we had written a whole nother show. Based on that, but honestly, instructionally, it was one of the best classes I've ever taken, especially for theater, because I really, I stopped acting at that point. That was the class that taught me to be myself, to act unashamedly as yourself. Don't put on a character. You're, like break through so your important. You break through your own traumas and your own barriers in a lot of ways, and you come out comfortable. Like you just come out like, yeah, this is this is how you stop acting. This is how you work on a team. This is how you write a show together. This is how you collaborate with certain processes. This is how you work through conflict. You, you learn so many different theater skills with that. And through that is where I got um, recommended to Theater of Youth and where I started like getting my professional career going from that. Yeah. And um, shout out Drew. Drew Khan is... Uh, my favorite person in the, in the theater world. He was my professor for that class. Um, and we're still very, very good friends to this day. Um, the assistant professor, the TA for that class, she was the assistant professor. She was a professor in her own right. Um, Eve is someone I'm friends with outside of me and my wife are both friends with. Um, when she got married, she asked us to work her wedding. Really? So we, we were with her for the, two days that she was out um, at her at the campgrounds they got married on and things like that. And we worked the entire thing, That's had a great time. It was, it's a very special relationship to have with them. So that class 
it taught me more life skills than theater skills, honestly. But it prepared me for so much. Even when I toured with Theater of Youth, I would go to schools and be like, I worked this I worked this auditorium before. Like I've been here. Right. Like this is all this is like riding a bike. I already know what I'm doing when it comes to certain things. Um and he was because of the so this is the thing that sucks. Because of the social justice aspect that he believes in and that he puts in, people are like, Oh, well he does you know, this is very charity. It's like wow. no. You're learning about yourself. Right. You're learning about life. You're learning about the world. And it's going to make you way better. And his students are the ones that are the most successful right now. Yeah. Out of everybody that's been to school, you could always tell who's a Drew student and who went to Rwanda. <laughs> you could always. I met somebody over the summer that I did a show with. She went to Buff State. And I looked and she had a, uh, like, she had this energy about her when I first like matter her where I was like, you seem like familiar. Like we have familiar life experiences. And then she walked in the one day and she was wearing a band from R- Rwanda. And I was like, oh, ah, what it is. you did it too. Like, that's awesome. Like you were trained. You're one of my people. Like I understand. This. <laughs> uh, but yes, devise theater is my number one. How could I not list a class? I took four times. As my number Yeah. One class. No, that's, that's a gimme right there. Yeah. That's really cool. It I'm was so- excellent. I love the per- like just how much I mean you could just tell how much passion you have for this. I mean who would also too who would have thought you've been talking about these, you know, all these years later. Right. You right. Know? So I think it's an important lesson for anybody listening um that is going to school that maybe is entertaining the idea of school just just, just embrace it. Embrace yes. embrace your classes. Uh you know, love them because you'd be surprised. I mean the, I've been not a, I've been not a my last attempt at college ended in May of 2013, so mm-hmm. it's been 10 years, right? I listed three college classes that meant a lot to me. I've been out of high school since 2009. That's 14 years. This would be mm-hmm. the – this is like the – yeah, 14 years. Um, and a lot of those you know, classes, even older than that, have reverberated and stuck with me. Yeah. So you just – I think the important message here is, yeah, just embrace, embrace school Um embrace it you'd be surprised how many like i mean there listen there's bad teachers out there there's no doubt about that but there's some really really good teachers out there for sure who put their heart and soul in it and you'd be surprised how much you you find out down the line that you appreciate them honestly there's some of these that i listed that i never would have thought i'd be putting on a list like this so i appreciate it and you know just yeah embrace it embrace the learning embrace the lifestyle because you'll use it in the future for the most part you really will um but yeah, that was an excellent list we got Great done choice, today. Buddy. Yeah, it was a. It was I was a good... hoping you would either go for something school or football related, and I was like, I'm actually glad it was school related. Yeah, so we, I... we, this is something we we've really never. It's been a while. We'll do a football one on a later date because I yeah. did I did toss that around in my head too. But um, we'll, we'll get a good topic for of that course, one and get that course. done. Uh, but yes, that was our top ten classes list. Next week, Matt is away. Yes, unfortunately, I'm going to miss my buddy very much. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have the duo a duo of what's going on back on the show. Um, we're going to have a really good list. I don't know what we'll do, but. Because because of our dynamic, maybe we'll do something childhood related based on all three of us, where we can you know rag on each other for two hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but have a great Labor Day if you are starting school again. Have a great first week back at school. Um, until next time, from Matt and myself. Do you even list?
another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. 